I mean, there's no more reindeer after Christmas, right? They all go away. How do you... There's deer, though. A deer could run into me and kill me. Uh, reindeer are always a thing. Shh. No, they're not. They're mythical creatures. They don't exist. Yeah, of course. They don't exist. No, they don't. Just like narwhals. Narwhals are myths. Totally real. No, no, narwhals are real. They're not. I've never seen one. That doesn't mean they're not real. You never seen a narwhal bacon at midnight? No? Is that a song reference? No, it's a Reddit reference. Oh, I don't go to Reddit. Because I'm not part of the alternative right. Back in the olden days of Reddit. <laughs> uh, I think there was, there was something about a dude at an airport and he was running low on battery. So he put out a message like, uh, like I'm running low on battery, I need some help, I need a charger. And then he said, this is the passcode, uh, just ask me this question and I'll answer you with this. And that's what happened, like in real life. And that became a thing all over Reddit for a while. Damn. Alright. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Alright. I'm recording and I'm streaming. Live on Twitch for the first time. Whoop. I'm also whoop, whoop. I, I already said I was recording, but I'll say it again for posterity's sake. You got a nice ass. What about his prostate? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need you to bend over. We're going to get bent on Twitch. <laughs> First time on Twitch fanned. Right. Immediately. Right. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Charge Shot Gamescast. Each and week, friends gather around and talk about the games they've been playing and things going on in their lives. They have with me, Justin. Manners maketh man. And then... Hey, guys. Look how hard I can vomit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That's so stupid. (laughs) It's... It's really good. It is... Um, I'll put the comic in the show notes in case anyone's wondering. Yeah. And before anybody, I wish I said on the on the show last week when I was talking about Street Fighter Five, but I was literally I could not get it out because I could not stop laughing about it. But uh, enjoy enjoy that for people who like Street Fighter. Okay. Uh, let me just move this over here. Okay. Uh, so this week we're just going to talk about our personal games of the year. Uh, we do this every year. <laughs> In case you didn't know, <laughs> we gotta get that clicks. We got. We need you guys' clicks. People care about our opinions. Hey man, I'm gonna make impassioned speeches for ten games that probably will be forgotten within the next year or so. So let's do this. I'll make an impassioned speech about two games, and the rest are just there. <laughs> also, Destiny. <laughs> yes. I mean, okay. So just to get that out of the way, Destiny's obviously my game of the year, but I can't do that with this list. So I'm just saying, like. That's my game. Uh, I mean, you could technically a... like include yeah, this I... new season of content. I could, but I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's fair. Yeah. I have an honorable mention. You could always do that. Yeah, well, I'm just going to start off every year saying today... Oh, this we can do honorable mentions? I got one, then. I put one in there. Okay, I got one, then. Because I had 11 games list. I wanted to talk about, so I just did an honorable mention. It's my list. <laughs> that's true. Right. Um. Also, hi, Mike, in the chat. Hi, uh, Mike. Mike, the TV. It is indeed that Mike. Hi, Mike. Um. So yeah. Anyways, Destiny was my game. Of the, was my like t- t- quote unquote game of the year. Uh, this is the year I started. We started the clan. Uh, it's grown pretty well, like pretty big, pretty well. It's pretty healthy. 
a lot of active people. Like, this has been a lot of fun doing raids, like, becoming a regular raider. Like, I'm technically in the top, like, 2% of Destiny players now because of this. Wow. Nice. Uh, for, yeah, just the rating. Um, but yeah, like, I'm just in, I'm in love and I love my clan. I need you to carry me soon. Yeah. (laughs) If you ever need, like, Justin, if you ever want to play, just let us know and we'll set up an LFG. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, um, so do we all have ten? I have ten. Yeah. Okay, Are cool. We, we don't have, have low like here this time? year, so there's no one holding us back. <laughs> oh! No, low, low, that was his words. Those were his words. Charge shots fired. I need to get a stream deck so I can just have, like, an air horn when we do that. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, we love no, you, get back. the, uh, get, like, the Street Fighter Alpha 3 KO! Get that one. Uh, so who wants to start? I think we should do a normal rotation, right? Justin, Ben, then me. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so let's do that. Let's let's stop trying to be different, okay? So we're Gotta... starting with number ten, right? Yeah. That's, okay. That's how these things work. Well, because I just want to give a quick shout out. Like I wrote all this out. We'll put it on the site. Well, yeah. Okay, you do your honorable mentions because but... I just did mine. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do a quick okay. shout out for Ring Fit Adventure. Um, <laughs> it, it felt I'm surprised that's not on the list, honestly. Well, it yeah. felt like a weird one to put like on the full list. Because, I mean, it's it's a game, but it's not, like, it's not something you can play a lot of. Um, I mean, you can. you got to get those, you got to get those games. Yeah, I need to play it more, honestly. It's, it's been hard to keep up over the wintertime. Because, like, I'm wearing, like, sweaters and stuff. And so, you know, you have to. You want to be fat. You have to really just strip down to actually, yeah, just, like, do anything with this. Just go in your boxers. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> then it gets too cold. Like, it's, it's tough, but I'll get back into it. Anyway. You warm up with the work. It is, like, really fun. It has more depth than I would have expected. It just felt weird to actually give it a number. So it's just kind of here as an honorable mention because I wanted to shout it out because I think it deserves more recognition. But I don't want to say too much about it. All right, Ben, do you have any shout outs? I only have one, and it barely missed the cutoff, and that's because technically it's it's an older game, but Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition, mm. uh, my first ever Tales of game. While it, I don't unlike another game that's on my list that made me fall in love with the franchise. This one didn't really make me fall in love with it, but I really enjoyed my time with it, and it was finally great to play this game that I've been wanting to play since at least 2013 when I learned of its existence, and that it's the complete version now, so anybody who wanted to play it back then uh, can now experience it in full. And it's a really wonderful game. As a first-time Tales player, it's a really good way to get into the franchise, and makes me wonder, makes you know why I'm not a Tales of fan. But it's a good game, though. I'll probably replay it, try to replay it at some point. Then number 10? Right. Yeah, yeah. now number 10. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ultimate Alliance 3. Um, w- before the game came out, I assumed it would be higher. But, I don't know. Like, it's a, it's really fun, and it's some of the most fun I've had playing a game this year. Like, with, with Ben and... Uh, Yay! Yeah. Um, and so, like, the enjoyment I had playing with you guys was great. The game itself is just okay, though. <laughs> uh, it's very repetitive. The the there's not a lot of combat depth. Like we kept leveling up, thinking, "Oh yeah, you probably get some new abilities to switch out the four that are on your face buttons." Uh, no, after level twenty, like you don't get anything else. It's really weird. 
because you unlock like new skills at each five level increment and then you just stop once you get all four like you have the ability to switch them around for some reason but you never get more so there's just like there's there's weird like it feels like almost unfinished stuff in there um and the fact that they keep introducing new modes every time they have DLC makes me feel like they just didn't get everything done. And so now they're putting it out with the DLC. Uh, but it's also just really charming. Like, the story is great. Uh, it's nonsense, but it's really fun to see all these characters interact. Uh, there's some great environments you run through. Like, the I love the X-Mansion stuff, specifically. Um, running past Deadpool as he's, like, making a, a kitchen full of uh tacos and then like what was it juggernaut runs through the kitchen and he's like oh now it's personal and joins your team like things like that like those little moments are great um it's also the best cast that the ultimate alliance games have had with a bunch of you know new characters to the series i wouldn't say they're new but like wasp falcon you know my my favorite miles morales miss marvel yeah so actually some new characters too like miss marvel spider gwen um, there's a great diversity in there, and the DLC characters have added even more, like... Oh, hell yeah. Um, uh, Blade. Cable. C- yeah, Cable. Uh, the X-Men ones are out now, right? Yes, X-Men ones uh, were out, released this past Monday. Okay, I do want to play that again with you sometime, because I want to try out that PvP mode. I don't have the... Oh, yeah, that's free, I think. I, maybe. I don't... I hope it's free. Oh, you don't have the DLC? No, I haven't bought it yet. I keep saying I should, but then I look at it, I'm like, eh, do I really want it? No, I'll wait. Okay. Well, yeah, because the DLC in general hasn't been great, like, as far as the story content it adds in, but the characters are still awesome, and that new mode specifically looks cool. Uh, but there's just a lot of repetitiveness to the game, and I don't like the challenge towers and stuff. They feel kind of cheap. Um, but the fact that it's still a really enjoyable game, like, to play with friends... And it has the online multiplayer that's super solid. Still gives it, you know, recognition. So. That's all. Ben? So, my number 10 is also Marvel <laughs> Ultimate Alliance 3. Nice. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, let's see how many uh, similarities me and Justin have as we go. I think this is the only thing in terms of spots we're going to be the same in. <clears throat> Probably. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, just to correct my own thoughts i really like this game a lot uh it was nice to play a marvel adventure game uh like with all these different characters i was a huge fan of the ultimate alliance games okay maybe not two but definitely the first one because of how like how the big of scope it was um i love the story i love uh you know it's, it's complicated as you can get it lots of fun references you know yeah the the, the combat isn't great uh but it gets the job done you know it's and especially and but I will agree with Justin, it does get super repetitive. You can maybe play this game for like an hour, and then you'll get tired. Yeah. And then you'll want to stop. Um, I tried booting up the game several times since it's since it's been released. Um, I also like, I don't like the fact that you have to grind, you have to grind literally so much just to get the new costumes. They're technically mm-hmm. free, but you have to get them. To me, they should just be given to us, uh, not just... You got to get up your character to level 70. Good luck. And it's like, why? Like, lower those caps. Like, come on. Um, you don't got time for that shit. Um, but, uh, or at least give us a cheat code to unlock all the costumes like the old school Marvel Alliance games did. <laughs> yeah, especially when, um, like, a, the, a lot of the character challenges are, like, sp- you have to use that specific character. And so it's a ridiculous, like you said, like, level 70 challenge for characters that you might not even use very often. Yeah. 
I don't want to use Luke Cage. I don't hate Luke Cage, but I'm like, there's so many other characters I'd rather play besides Luke Cage. Right. If you could just unlock costumes through, like, the normal challenge maps, that's, that's one thing. Oh, yeah. But it has to or be specific challenges for those characters, and that's that doesn't work. Yeah, I would say just even level progression. Like, say you hit level 25, you get a costume. Level level 30, you get a costume. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But in terms of presentation, it's, it's really, really fun. Uh, it, it definitely captures, like, the big scope of the marvel universe especially when you you know you go you go to wakanda you go to asgard you fight nazis in asgard you you know you you fight alongside nova on nowhere you know um like it's 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 a really cool game and hopefully then if they do a next game uh it'll be maybe bigger with a better budget and you know i don't know we'll see but after at least 12 plus years of an absence it's a welcome back agreed uh, so my number 10 is going to be The Man of Medan, uh, the Dark Pictures Anthology. Mm. Uh, so uh, you guys may or may not remember me talking about this earlier, but I played this with Jacob. And it's that Until Dawn, from the makers of Until Dawn. Yeah, I remember. Um, again, I, I can think I've only finished two or three of these games. So like, yeah. all the rest is going to be, like my top ones are going to be the ones that I've finished. But anyways, I thought this was like a really fun and interesting idea of doing a co-op horror game and being able to do it like while talking with someone over the internet. Uh, Cause like it splits up the, the perspective. So like when, for example, you're underwater and uh, you're supposed to decompressurize before coming up, but you see an explosion on the boat. So like, do you rush up to, uh, to go and save your friends or, uh, <laughs> Stay down and like don't fuck yourself up by not decompressurizing. Um, and like I wish I played more of that, but unfortunately, I think Jacob. Funny enough, Jacob moved to Toronto for like a semester. <laughs> I didn't even get to see him. But um, now that he's back, we're in, in Windsor. I think uh, I'm gonna see if he wants to keep playing this. But yeah, it was really fun. Uh, I want to see more of it, and that's about it. Nice. <laughs> Just a fun, unique idea. Uh, number nine. My number nine is Gears 5. Uh, so this year was basically the year of teaching me what Gears is. Um, (laughs) Because I think, when did Game Pass come out? Like, over the summer? It's when you got it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, for PC, it came out over the summer. Yeah, something like that. And, like, all four, at that time, all four Gears games. No, it wasn't. It was the Gears 1... Just Gears Collection. Yeah. It was it was like the Gears 1 remaster and then Gears 4, I think, were on there. Yeah. Um, and so you and I played and through obviously. those two games. Uh, Gears 1 was really rough. We didn't play through 4, though. Yeah, we did. No, we didn't. We didn't play we through sk- it, but we played it. No, we didn't play it at all. We skipped it just to get to 5. No, we didn't. Because it had a recap. It had a recap. We played another one, other than 1. No, you just played one and five, dude. I don't think so. Yeah, we skipped over. We skipped over four. <laughs> no, we didn't. Because I remember specifically getting to uh, to Marcus Phoenix. Like I remember getting that far into it. Oh wait, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yep, you're right. Yep. There's yep. a reason I'm adamant. You don't remember our time together. <laughs> I don't remember anything. That's fair. But specifically our time <laughs> together, it should matter more than anything else. Um, but yeah, we played those two and 
I definitely saw the progression over time, but neither of them really, like, wowed me. Uh, and then Gears 5, like, that came out and we started that up, and it just felt so much more satisfying and modern to play. Yeah, we need to finish that. We do. The, the What I put in my little bit here is, like, the everything about the gameplay, like, is so streamlined and smooth, but the open world stuff just does not fit the game. And that's yeah, why it's not yeah. higher. Yep. Um, because like we got to the open world stuff, and it's kind of just like, uh, you want to stop? When it's actual, when it's actually <laughs> Gears of War, it's really fun. Yeah. When it's open world, it's like, eh, take it or leave it. Right. Because like once you get to the next area and like run through it and do all the cool stuff, it's like, oh man, that was awesome. And then it kicks you back out into the open world. And it's like, <laughs> you want to stop here? We'll pick up the next one next time. Yep. And so it's like you. T- it basically it segments it out into like one mission at a time gameplay segments, which is not yeah. how the game. It should just be. interrupts. Yeah, it interrupts like the flow of the narrative. Yeah. So like honestly, I think if it was just like just the gameplay sections, this would probably be a lot higher on the list because this is oh, easily the best Gears game and one of the best like shooter experiences I've had in a long time. Because um, I actually went back like when when I got my Xbox and played the uh, Halo Collection. Um, I tried to play through some of those, and I'm like, these are really dated. Like, I want to I want to play through all of them again and, like, then go to Halo 5, but they don't feel as good as I remember them feeling. And like, Let's go to Halo 5. Really? I, I at least want to play <laughs> Halo 4 again, because I, like, okay. my stuff was stolen in the middle of that game, so I never beat it. Yeah. So yeah. I want to, like, I've beaten all the others. I just kind of wanted to replay them. But I haven't beaten 4, so I want to beat that before I play 5. Um, yeah, maybe like maybe like do what you did here and just touch on the others and then yeah. go to four. But the point is, like this, time is precious, man. Yeah, that's the same way. Gear, pff, I'm replaying Final Fantasy X right now. Don't judge me. Um, <laughs> I, I have all the time in the world to play whatever I want. <laughs> I don't actually. I just choose to replay games I've played before instead of playing anything new. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Gears is kind of the same way. We're like trying to go back to those old games felt clunky. But five was really satisfying, and we, like you said, we need to play more of it. But that's all I got because this is one of the few on this list I haven't beaten. Uh, Ben, my number nine. This is a bit of surprise for me, but I, it's a first time. It's Teppin, the Capcom card. Oh, game. a mobile game. All right. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a game that took over the uh the FGC by storm. Uh. Like it, it's basically it's basically Capcom All Stars. You get each characters have hero decks. So you got Ryu, um, a Chun Li, Jill, Wesker. Uh, I think they've added Mega Man X, and they've added new characters since then. I think um, nice. Nero's in it has his own deck now, uh, and it's like and number one, the art in these in these cards are so f- amazing. It's well, if you if you download Teppin, it's free by the way, not an ad. Um, <laughs> it's it's gorgeous just to look at. Um, and the music is so godlike. The only reason why it's so low is because it's so hard for me to keep up with the meta. Uh, and, you know, I'm just not interested in playing a lot of card games. I've booted up a couple of times since I've played it. It's still a really fun game, even though for the most part I get outclassed. But it's, it's a really, really fun game. Um, and, uh, and now they're just expanding even more cards uh and more more and more decks and you know it's i i'm watching other streamers stream teppin now like that's like just his background noise and you know hearing the music it's it's great remixes like if you're a capcom fan if you love capcom 
download this game. Like I'm, uh, and I'm glad uh, I had an older phone that kind of wilt almost fade out of existence because how bad it got. So I'm glad when I got the new iPhone 8s, I was able to finally download this game, and it's it's so great. Uh, I don't really like to play games on my phone, but something like this every now and then, you know, where I lose a lot, it's perfectly fine. And matchmaking, mm, matchmaking is so perfect. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, my number nine is a mobile card game, Teppen, aka Capcom All Stars. Casual. I actually I had that game downloaded and I was gonna play more of it, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't put it on my new phone yet, so I'll try it again. But uh, my number died is Gears Five. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm so original. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not gonna say anything other than like you took the cake. We talked about her piece already on that. So let's just move on to number eight instead. Number eight is one of your cats, apparently. Uh, yeah, my number eight is Gimli. No, he's my number one. Oh no, Aww. um, he's leaving me because I called him number eight. Cut butthole, cat butthole. <laughs> yep, sorry. Um, he's very light, so his butthole is very noticeable. <laughs> oh, are you gonna stay back there? Okay. Uh, my number eight is Ukulele in the Impossible Layer. Uh, so I was very on the fence about the first ukulele. I wanted to like it so bad because I Kickstarter supported it and everything. And it was extremely disappointing. So when they announced they were doing a sequel that was like a 2D, you know, side-scroller type thing, I was skeptical and just didn't really care. But I picked it up on a sale, started it up, and I wasn't totally sold on it at first because I just, I don't really like, like, Yuka and Laylee's ability set. Um... It feels pretty basic, but like the the level design in this game is fantastic, and it really like caters to their limited move set because um, it's very much about kind of like that you know crash style of just very complicated platforming to where like they don't really need all these fancy abilities and stuff because it's just satisfying level design, um, and on top of just like really good you know two D like Donkey Kong Country style levels. It also has a super cool, like, top-down overworld map with a bunch of puzzles and things to get you access to the different levels. Um, like, the, the storybooks have, like, kind of two separate levels in them. So there's, like, the normal version, and then there's, like, the, the f- switched version, kind of, that's, like, you know, tampered with in some way. Um, like, it, one, it might be, like, a water level. So you get the book wet, and it switches it over to a water level. Or, like, you uh, freeze a water level into, like, an ice level. And, like, just kind of cool variations like that, where it's, like, you'll see a path that you can't get to. And you don't know if it's just, like, a hidden path, like, you have to find the way to get to it. Or if you can only access it in the flip side version of that level. And it's just such clever things, where, like, you know, the first ukulele, it had it where you could, like, expand the worlds. But it always felt kind of hollow. And in this, like, you're technically still kind of expanding the world, but it's, like, just taking the same design and flipping it. So, like, every level has kind of cool, like, like two ways to play it. And it's just, it's surprisingly satisfying in a lot of ways. Um, I still, I, I'm not super attached to the characters of Ukulele. Like, I just don't find them, like, the, you know, iconic mascots like Donkey Kong or Banjo or anything like that. But this game sells, like, 
them as characters and like their supporting cast and everything so much better than the first game did. And I think there's a bright future for this series now. Ben? My number eight is Luigi's Mansion 3. Oh. Uh, I, I didn't know what to expect with this game. I really enjoyed the first one in 2002. Oh, God, that was so long ago. <laughs> um, yeah. But And I really did enjoy also Luigi's Mansion 2 Dark Moon, even though the mission-based system wasn't exactly ideal, still overall enjoyable. This is the creme de la creme for Luigi's Mansion. Uh, it's so, number one, the charm. It is the most charming Nintendo uh, Mario Mario game I've played, and yes, I consider it under the Mario Brothers banner games. Uh, it exudes it; it lives and dies by it. Uh, the gameplay is still fun. It doesn't, you know, and and some of the elements that they added into it make it feel not completely fresh. But you know, when you put your your food in the microwave and you heat it up for a bit, you know, it's not going to taste amazing, but it still tastes great. You know. Um, the, you know, and, and the bosses are all really fun. The, it's, it's, despite it being a, a game about ghosts, it's really colorful and bright, uh, and it uses shadows really, really well. Um, and the multiplayer is super fun. Like, that's the one thing I don't hear anybody talk about this game is the, I, I played online with randos for a bit, and I even went over to my dad's house and played on multiplayer with him. It's a lot of fun. And they even had DLC outfits for the characters. Uh, and, you know, the best part is you cannot have played the other two Luigi's Mansion games and just play this one. You know, it's it's perfectly standalone. And, uh, man, like, just, just like, good. Like, I, I, I'll say this much. If you ask me which I would pick between Super Mario Odyssey and Luigi's Mansion 3, I'll go with Luigi's Mansion 3. This game had a lot of heart to it. They put effort into this game. Uh, I'll, I'm going to go back and, re- and try to get all the gems and everything, but... Yeah, man, this this was just this was just like why I remember playing video games. It's November. It's kind of cold outside. You can't really go out. You're sitting by the fire. I'm poor, so I didn't have a fire. So I just imagined I had a fire. And you're just <laughs> you know playing your Game Boy Advance, playing your games, and that's what it was like. This, that's what this game. This game is reminding me of my childhood. Even though this game didn't, this franchise didn't exist in 2002. Oh God, that was long ago. But yeah, Luigi's Mansion Three. I want a ghost puppy, but I don't because that makes me sad. <laughs> That is like loaded praise for your number eight. It's only going to go up, buddy. <laughs> uh, so my number eight would be Untitled Goose Game. Nice. Uh, <laughs> my brother was asking me if he should get that game, actually. <laughs> it was on my list because, like, again, I bought it before I went to talk, uh, hang out with my friend. And we were just sitting in the room just laughing it up, being a goose, annoying people, and achieving our goals. Um... It can be a little bit obtuse sometimes, like the things that you need to do, but but in those instances, I just spread my wings and honk at a kid. And everything is right in the world. Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's a fun little game. Um, it's, not, it's not a whole lot to it, other than being a dick. And I love being a dick. Uh, anyways, no, it's pronounced Justin. duck. <laughs> Anyways, Justin, uh, your number seven? Yeah, my number seven is Mortal Kombat 11 on the Switch. Mortal Kombat! So I've, you know, you know me, I've loved Mortal Kombat since the beginning. Um, but something about the series has just kind of like fallen away from favor with me in recent years. 
But this one really hooked me again. Uh, like, I was all on board, like, with the early trailers and stuff, and, like, you know, all the pre-release information. Like, I was really following this game, and I was super excited for it. Um, it didn't totally live up to the hype that I, you know, was expecting going into it, but a lot of that was just, like, the, you know, sleazy WB stuff. It wasn't the game itself. But the story is the best it's been in years. Um, or really ever, I guess, because the, only the last few have had stories. Yeah, it's it's definitely the best one out of the other two. And the other two were, are still really good. Yeah, But, like, I, I'm kind of including, like, Injustice <clears throat> in there, too, you know? Oh, yeah. No, if we're talking about that, Injustice 2 is the best one. Yeah, but this, I, I don't know, this is my favorite story I've played in, like, a, you know, Nether Realm game, at least. Um, because, like, the time travel stuff is so fun, and yet there's still actually a lot of weight to, like, the interactions with the characters. Um, and, like... It it feels like a movie level story. Uh like if they just adapted this into a movie straight out, like it would work. They'd have to tighten some stuff up a little bit because it's like six to eight hours long. I don't remember how long. Um but they could definitely do it. And like it's really cool seeing like multiple versions of each character interacting with each other. Like, you know, obviously young Johnny Cage stole the show. But uh, the legacy characters interacting with the new crew and like a lot of the new characters really made it a uh, made a, a good influence too. Um, but aside from that, just like the actual gameplay itself feels like the tightest it's felt in a long time too. Because I didn't really care for the three variation style to MKX, where like there was fewer characters, but each one had like you know more fight like more style variety. Um. And this one kind of still has that. Like, you have two varieties for each, but it doesn't change very three. many of the yeah. moves. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a new thing. They have, you have three now. You have two and then a custom, right? No, no, no. They've officially added three. Like, in terms of, like, if you're playing, like, like top, like, ranked, you have three variations to choose from technically now. Oh, okay. That, that was an update that happened in the fall. Gotcha. Okay. I haven't played it as much since the DLC came out. Um... From what I know, there was two. And then, like, you can make custom ones, which is really cool. Um, I love what they did with the, like, you know, customized fighter stuff in this one. Which is where oh, a lot yeah. of the sleazy WB stuff comes in, too. But Ugh. it's still really satisfying to, like, make your own version of the character that plays to your play style. And then take them into multiplayer and just, like, wreck shop with your custom character. Um, and also, I I put a note in, in my little uh, description here. About how even though it's terrible in the Switch version, this is the best the Crypt has ever been also. And <laughs> I really like the Crypt. Like, it's my favorite thing that they've added in, in the recent years of, uh, of Mortal Kombat stuff. And, like, the way it's, like, its own little adventure mode is super cool. I just wish yes. it wasn't so ugly on the Switch. <laughs> yeah, it looks so pretty in every other version. I know. That's the uh. one thing, like, they really just destroyed <laughs> in the port. Kind of, I, I like I said, I might pick it up cheap on PC someday just to experience it, you know, authentically. Um, but I'd still probably do most of my multiplayer on Switch. But you could fight me and destroy me because I suck. Oh yeah, that's true. I could. But also, like my girl Frost is back, so this has to be on the Game of the Year discussion because she's great. Best character. Then my number seven. Is another mobile title. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so that's two mobile titles. Weird. And this is courtesy of my free trial from Apple Arcade that oh, I yeah. really, really wish I could. And you, everybody may know the game. Um, it's Sayonara Wild Hearts. I didn't. I heard about this game not through mobile, but I think it was a Nintendo Direct actually. Um, and I was like, "Wow, this game looks interesting." Never thought about it. And then I saw that it was available at arcade. I'm like, "Well, let's try it." And it's it's the album. What happens if you make a, 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 a an album of video game? That's what this is. And while and and what I love about how deceptive it is. It looks simple. It looks oh, okay. It's just so you know. Sonic, like a Sonic 2, you're going left and right, you're touching the hearts, and what they do with music in this game, and the vision, and with the simplistic visual style, and how camera work makes everything better, and it's, it's so, I can't even describe what I saw, it's an experience you have to play. Um, and go like first you're, 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 you're I think you're from what I remember it's been a while since I played mm-hmm. the game uh, but like you know it's, one minute you're starting the game you're kind of just running next thing like within a couple minutes later you're like on a motorcycle katana dueling other motorcyclists and you're zipping through narrow streets and you're tapping hearts and it's it's crazy then you're flying on a magic carpet like visually with how simplistic it is it's beautiful it's one of the most it's pod next like in terms of just pure mobile gaming, it's the prettiest one I've ever played, and I wish this is like these these kind of mobile games are so rare, you know, because most of them are like Raid Shadow Legends by now, you know, <laughs> well, your favorite YouTuber is probably schlocking that right now. Um, I was actually just watching a, a completionist video that had Raid Shadow Legends as the sponsor. God, it's a fucking meme at this point, but like <laughs> seriously, if you have an iPhone. And you haven't tried it, please try uh, Sign Our Wallets. <laughs> I bought the album to this. I don't buy albums anymore. That's how much I love this music. I don't. This is, this is the kind of music I listen to is not this. But there's something like the combination of the rhythm and, and how it flows. It's just like, oh my God, this is. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Like. Like at points, it's not meant to be emotional music, but I wanted to cry at points because of how, like, what am I experiencing? And this is on my phone. Uh, like, it's like, I didn't know you could do this. Like, why? Like, this is, this is incredible. And you have access to it if you're an iPhone user for $4.99. That's a steal for this. Currently $12.99 on the Switch. Like, not at like if, if, yeah. Um, <laughs> Switch tax. If, yeah, switch. Yeah. Hey, it's I, I I'll, I'll for this game I will gladly pay. I haven't done it yet, but I will gladly pay twelve ninety nine for this game. Uh, and of course, it has replay value because you can um like you get your rank per performance. So if you're like a performance junkie where you have to get the highest rank possible, that's it for there. There 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 it is right there. Um, but yeah, go listen to the album too. It's it's amazing. Like this this was a like in terms of I, I ultimately didn't keep my Apple Arcade subscription going but i'm glad i tried it because otherwise i would have probably have never experienced this wonderful wonderful masterpiece sign our wild hearts two mobile games i'm done nice uh i have it downloaded i'm gonna play it when i get the chance uh for my number seven it is also mortal kombat 11 nice 
Um, I'll just add that uh, I played the PC version, and yeah, you guys are missing out on the crypt. I don't know how beautiful it is. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, it's really cool. I kind of wish they added a little bit more to it, mm-hmm. uh, like as an like a like a light action adventure kind of thing. That would have been really cool. Like I said, I still the- want like the the apocalypse style or not apocalypse. Armageddon style, where it's like you're actually in a beat em up. Yeah. Same here. Um, but that was a really cool addition to it. The story was really cool. I like that there was three different endings, depending on like what happened during the fight mm-hmm. or like your win count, anyways. Um, I got the best ending, not to brag. It's I got all three because I liked it that much. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's really, it's really wild to think about what they're going to do with Mortal Kombat after this. Mm-hmm. Like, how they're going to rewrite, basically, <laughs> the game going forward. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, cool characters. Johnny Cage, like, they made him, like, a really cool character. Mm-hmm. Like, he used to be just, like, such a douche, but now he's actually, like, got his shit together. <laughs> oh, yeah, he got better. He has depth. Yeah. Yeah. The, like, the, yeah, I guess, like, you guys said this is probably the best Mortal Kombat one, and yeah, it shows with the writing, mm-hmm. with the depth of each character. Um, except for maybe Krona. She's just like the big bad, you know, like, the yeah. control style. Yeah. yeah. So it was Shao Kahn and Shang Tsung before. Yeah. yeah Garrus yeah, yeah. is cool, though. Mm, um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot else to add, but it was really fun, and, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I'll go back to it, but it was a really fun experience to have. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't love Mortal Kombat? Uh, Justin. Yeah. Number six. Uh, my number six is Pokemon Shield. Um, so this is kind of along the lines of Mortal Kombat again, where like I've always loved the series, but the last few didn't really click with me. Um, because Gen Six was just bad, and like everyone loved Gen Seven, I didn't. And uh, I thought a lot of the monsters were terrible. And, like, the region was weird. But this one, like, I've talked about it quite a bit. Um, by the way, 5th gen, best gen. That was the last one I beat. Uh, but this one is weird because, like, it shouldn't be good. Like, it stripped a lot of features. Um, it basically simplified the game to the point where, like, a lot of competitive players were mad because they don't have, you know, their favorite features anymore. But to me, like, as a casual fan... It just hit the the right marks. Um, like, everything felt streamlined. To where there's not a lot of, like, side stuff in it. You're kind of just going route to route, gym to gym to the end. But also, like like you said, you know, there's not enough time to play everything right now. So the fact that I could just pick it up and, like, run through, like, three gyms in a few hours was kind of nice. Like, I, I put in my little blurb here. At the end of the day, Pokemon is a series about collecting monsters and gym badges. And this game does both of those really well thanks to a lot of great quality of life improvements and a stellar collection of new monsters. Like, that kind of sums it up. Like, it does the things well... That, or it does, it does the best version of the things that it's supposed to do well. And it doesn't waste a lot of time on the other stuff that, sure, like, the hardcore fans probably are mad about, but most people don't even mess around with. Um, it does have some issues still. And, like, I don't care about the curry stuff at all. 
but that's really like you don't have to do it unless you're like a you know completionist. So it's not that big a or, deal. Or 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 you like seeing the cute animations that your Pokemon make because you love them. Well, yeah, and then you probably like the mini game. But um, I actually liked Dexit. Like, sure, there's some I'm bombed aren't in the game, but I like that you only have to catch like 400 to get them all, and it also kind of reset the competitive scene. Because you have to rethink your strategies with the new Pokemon available. Um, and you were never really going to be able to keep track of like a thousand Pokemon, let's be honest. It's just hoarder status at that point. Uh, so like, this game just went, is is right for me. Even though it's not a perfect game. And also the new Pokemon are some of the best they've ever made. Ben, my number six is Pokemon Shield. <laughs> That's two, two for fucking two. Um, <laughs> just missed that top five, honestly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh my god, I, I'll agree with Justin in that. Uh, one of the things I like to do in Pokemon games, every new one, at least since I started playing again with Gen Six, is uh, I want to create a team with new Pokemon, yeah. with only exclusive to this region. And for the past couple of generations, I tend to not i stopped doing that because i usually default i found like one or two or maybe three and then i result the default from previous generations because mm-hmm. i like them um but this time i was actually able to do it and i love my team like it I, was hard to decide I, there's so many good ones yeah yeah uh, you know i there's a fucking octopus that's like a wrestler it's like an octopus zangief yeah octo octo grappler or something uh, uh, grab yeah. grab locked grab i nicknamed mine's octo nice um <laughs> uh, but like, well, my my number one reason why I like at so high is, is is because I love the emphasis that the story is fuck the legendaries they don't matter they literally do not matter. No. Um, this, that like it's I one of my, one of the things I like playing Pokemon is because I grew up in a sports household. Competition was always the number one thing, and playing Pokemon games to me was the best part of it was going after the gym badges, defeating the best of the best. Beating the elite four asses down and then taking down the champion. That was why I play Pokemon games because I didn't really capture everything. The stories were cool, like fighting the big legendaries and whatever. But I always liked that part. Going to the elite four was my favorite part because here's the challenge, here's the test. Are you good enough to do it? And I love that it's in the stadium. One of the things I wanted as a kid was seeing. Was like, shouldn't people be watching these? Like this is a this is a big event, right? But seeing, like, you know, hearing the crowd chant with you, you know, as, as when you, um, Gigamax, it's so cool. It's, it's awesome. Um, and, 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 I, and, like I said, the new Pokemon are great. Uh, the, the fucking, uh, while they stripped a lot of features, some of the features they, that are in there, the, the quality of life features, um, being able to switch out your Pokemon, uh, wherever you are from the PC is a godsend. Being able to, um, relearn moves by just talking to a dude in the Pokemon Center is a fucking godsend. You know, uh, be, and, uh, like that, that part, being able to nickname a Pokemon without having to do something, well, okay, I don't think the Pokemon nicknaming was that bad. You just have to go to a guy, but he was in every town, so you didn't have to go back to other towns to go to a specific rename. Um, uh, I, even though it wasn't super uh, super expensive, I love the little routes. There's so much personality in those little routes and so much personality in the towns. 
Um, could have been bigger. Yeah. And the wild area. The wild area is so cool. Mm-hmm. Like it, it could have could have been better. I, absolutely. But there's something so cool about you wandering around. You turn around. Oh shit! There's a Steelix right behind me. I That's chasing me here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's so it's so great. Um and oh, oh my god and I love Hop. I I love that this is this young man who's trying to find himself in the shadow of his older brother. And, and and I know a lot of people say he's the worst rival. No, fuck no, he's not the worst rival. I, I love his story. It's not completely, you know, well done. But for a Pokemon story, I like that, you know, w- you know what is his, what is my legacy? What do I have to live up to? And I, I, I relate to that pretty hardly. So do I. Um, As the little brother who has a, a brother that's better than me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, So, like, fuck, man. I I technically haven't beaten at this point. I'm, like, literally on the cusp of the championship match. And then the stupid legendaries have to get in the way. But, um, yeah. That part's so cool, though, right? I haven't gotten there yet. I'm about to get there. I literally just played the semifinals match against, uh, yeah, so. um, But, uh, yeah. This game should not have been. I should not have smiled as much as I did. Mm -hmm. But I think... It reminded me of when I played Pokemon X again. Now, that game, in retrospect, is not that great, but I still had fun with it back <laughs> then. And this might be the same case now with Pokemon Shield. Like, I just have a big... Every time I play it, big grin. I'm playing Pokemon. And this gym music is the best gym music in every single in any single iteration. I, I love it. It's, it's, it's simultaneously like, I want to dance... But also, like, fuck yeah, let's go. I'm ready to go. Let's. I'm gonna kick your ass in front of twenty thousand people, probably. Um, my God, I just, it, I, I want to play more, but uh, I have too many other shit to play. But I'm gonna try to beat it. But th- that's the reason why I put it so high was because, God, they had, they, they almost had it. Like, if I said this earlier, if this any other year, if Nintendo had a smaller year, or if I had a smaller year, this would have been number one. Mm-hmm. Hands down. That's how much I love this game. Um, and I only put like 30 hours into it. Like, I'm not doing anything insane. But, fuck. Game Freak, you're close. Swear to God, the Sinnoh remakes better be fucking perfect. <laughs> uh, so my number six is Void of Bastards. This came out around the time of E3, I think. Uh, this is uh, uh, a rogue light. Uh... <laughs> And the whole premise of this thing is that you play as a prisoner that was... It's been so long since I played it, but you play as a prisoner and you're in the ship and you're going from ship to ship collecting, uh... Like, collecting loot and and getting, like, story beats along the path. And what I remember the most about it is that it just really... It just really... It just plays really well. Like, um... Each character that you get comes with its own set of perks... And one of them could be like, oh, you're really tall, so like you hit your head on the doors and you have to like crouch to the door to get through. Uh, but yeah, there was just like a lot of charm. The art style is really cool. It's like a comic book art style. Um, it's on Game Pass, so give it a shot. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But if you like it, you'll find a new, good, fun, run-based game. Um, so like, <laughs> when your character dies, they just eject another prisoner and tell you to go do your this mission that they have for you. So like that's a fun way to incorporate the uh, the roguelite into it. But like you pick up where the last character left off. <clears throat> yeah. So like your ship that you have, uh, you can upgrade it, and those are the permanent upgrades. Oh, okay. 
yeah, it's really cool. Um, there's a, there's survivability to it, so like you need fuel or you need food. So there's like decisions like that you have to make along the way. Uh, do I stop off here and risk fighting these guys, or do I just run in, grab the fuel, and then get out? Um, it's a, it's a fun like run based game if you're into run based games like Dead Cells, which by the way Dead Cells is on Game Pass, so mm-hmm. I I do highly recommend get, uh, Dead Cells. It was like one of my favorites from last year. Uh, even if you don't like roguelites. But anyways, uh, Void Bastards. It's really solid, solidly made game. I recommend it. Uh, oh. Just the number five. I thought I had Dead Cells, but I guess there's like there's another game that's kind of similar to it. Uh, Sundered, I think it's called. I've never heard of that one. I don't remember. There's something else anyways. I played that I kept getting confused with Dead Cells. But anyway. <laughs> yes. Um, number five. Uh, I've got Mario Maker 2. Uh, this is kind of a weird one to talk about because, like, I don't have a lot to say about this game. Like, it's, you know, it's my number five. Like, it's pretty high up on the list. But It didn't even make my list because, like, that's how much I didn't play it. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, like, to me, so much of the experience is, like, you know, user-created, like, just experiences in the moment that, like, the overall impression of this game doesn't really stick but like when i do play it it's just so charming and like every level i play well every friend level i play i should say is great (laughs) a lot of the random levels are terrible but like there's so much variety of the things you can do and like they somehow they managed to like one up the first game in every way and yes that was a mario pun um and like the first game was like like a phenomenon, you know? Yeah. It felt like the world stopped when that game came out and like everything was <clears throat> about Mario Maker. And I this would have one... put Mario Maker as my number one that year. Did you? I know I said I would have. Oh. I don't know what it was. I, it was before we did this, I think. Uh it might have been. I think. I think it was. It was like the year before. But anyways, go on. Yeah. Um But I don't think the sequel has, like, made as many waves as that one did. And a part of it's just because it's been a really good get- year for games. And so, like, you know, there hasn't been the time to devote to it. Uh, but it's just so satisfying to play. Um, and, like, I've been enjoying more playing other people's levels than I have making my own levels this time. Because um, I'm just not creative enough to do the cool levels. <laughs> so I like to see what other people can make instead. But, like, the fact that they're also devoted to putting out new content, like the, you know, the update they announced uh, that I think is out now, that brings in, like, uh, new spike options and, like, the Master Sword and all kinds of stuff, um, makes me think that they're going to keep expanding this game. Um, Especially when there's probably another, like, you know, 3D world style, uh, like, subtype coming out, too. Um so I'm just I'm really curious where the game's gonna go, and I'm glad it's got legs this time because on Wii U like it just kind of came out and that's it like. So I'm hoping it'll have a long life cycle and people will kind of come back to it in waves, um. But yeah, I don't personally have a lot to say about it. I just love it, so it still deserves its place on this list. Uh, but I need to devote more time to it for sure. Ben. My number five is Mortal Kombat 11. Oh. 
Uh, yeah, I really like this version of Mortal Kombat. This is actually the first Mortal Kombat I've been able to play properly since Mortal Kombat 9 in 2011, because I, I didn't have a PS4, uh, and PC's not powerful enough to play MKX, so missed out all that. And I think I've made up more than enough time with, like, 250-plus hours Jeez. into it. Um, but, my God, like, what... It's not perfect. It's far from perfect. A lot of the schemey, the sleazy nether realm, not necessarily microtransaction, but grinding your ass off for customizations that are not even that different for the most part. Um, and you may just want that one part, but you do that one annoying ass. Enough of the negativity. <laughs> um, it's in terms of combat, it feels good to play. It fe- it flows pretty nicely. The but uh, the best part about it is when you're playing casual matches and you just put your own customization moves up together and you just try to think of the most bullshit thing you get away with. It's super, super fun. Um, uh, I really like the story mode. It's the best MK story mode yet. It felt like I was watching, I was playing a movie um, with, especially with all the different characters. It was like nostalgia trip, but also new stuff. Um, You know, some great, great moments. Uh, You know, um, a great ending, which is basically just says we're, who knows what's going to happen next? You can't really predict. There's no cliffhanger. It literally, they reset time. Um, so anything could happen at this point. Um, it, it's the best-looking Mortal Kombat, especially when you're talking about the PC version, the PS4 versions. Switch isn't bad. It's, it's, you know, it just has a lighting issue, but you know, and the hair issue, but it gets the job done. It's still a good-looking um, Switch game. Like What they were able to do is impressive. Yeah, and actually, I played it last night, and the frame rate is a little bit better now in terms of in intros. Mm-hmm. Like it, it looks a lot more smoother. Yes. Uh, either that or I was very tired and I was and it was all a dream. <laughs> Looks um, <laughs> to me, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and also like I I didn't really have mains in Mortal Kombat. Like I would kind of play Kung Lao, but this is the first Mortal Kombat where I actually understand fighting games and finally admitting that I'm a Sub Zero main and doing his cool mix-ups in ranked matches is super finally. super cool. Mm. And then of course. Probably my my absolute main, my wolf man, my, Ugh. you know, my inner sort of Native Americanism coming out, seeing <laughs> Nightwolf not being presented as a stereotype, but as this proud warrior who fights for his realm is, is and of course he has the best outro in the game where he pounds his chest, howls to the moon, and it cuts up to the wolf howling at the moon. It's so cool. I have all the other outros turned off because I only want to see that. Um... <laughs> And, like, I didn't think you could, like, that's how much, like, I didn't think, like, when they announced that Nightwolf would be DLC, I was like, Nightwolf, really? Uh, he's boring. No, he's he's my favorite. He's my homie. I love him. Him and Sub-Zero. And, and I love what they're doing with ranked matches when they implement it. The, the sort of seasonal, where, you know, it's a different theme, so you get different costumes based on it. Like, and you're, and just by playing the game, you're gonna get something. So it's, it's like a participation, but it's a video game. Everything should get a participation if it's a video game. But, like, I, I mean, the only time I was able to do it complete was during the first season, the season of Blood, I think. And I got this cool scorpion costume, like red and black and white and red, and katana, this red and black, so now I can pretend like part of the NWO Wolfpack. Like, <laughs> like it's 1999. Um, but uh, yeah, and and I love how simplistic it, it is in its sense. You can literally almost learn every character at a base level, and it's not that hard. It really isn't. Now, some pay, may find that critical, but coming from a casual standpoint, as somebody who doesn't play top tier competitive, I think that's a good thing, at least in terms of the casual audience. 
Uh, and of course, you got Carrie Tagawa as fucking Shang Tsung. Like that's 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 super dope. That that's really cool. And Terminator's here. Yeah, it's not Arnold's voice. And the skeleton exoskeleton move sucks. And he's but, just not like, good in general. Actually, he's pretty top tier in the game. You can get away with some bonker ass shit yeah. if you if you work hard for it. Because he's strong. Uh, he's not like skilled. I mean, he's no, he's skilled. Um, but uh, but yeah, man. Um, I can't in a court, you know. And the best character is not even out yet. Spawn in March in in three in two months. Sindel's great. Oh, uh, yeah, Sindel's fun from what I've seen. I actually haven't had a chance to try her yet. Oh, I did. Um, but uh, you know, and 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 yeah, like this. Yeah, I, I love Mortal Kombat 11. Um, I know not everybody agrees with the gameplay decision going from the heavy 50-50 mix-up that was MKX to the more slower-based, you know, uh, footsie-based MK11. It's a little bit different, but for me, having not played that, I don't really feel that that sort of like, whoa, this is different. Um, you guys, you still get away with some crazy-ass shit, and I've been the victim of said crazy-ass shit in the corner a lot. <laughs> it's not fun. I don't like getting mixed. Get off me, Kano. <laughs> Anyways, um... Yeah. Is this the only game that's on all of our lists? It I probably so, is. I think so. In terms of consecutively, yeah. I think I have the... We all the play different effect. types of games. Yeah, it's just, it's surprising. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only one that um, united us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but yeah, united M- is... Yeah, MK11 is back. I'm and it's portable, but it's not really portable because you can't play without an internet connection. But it's portable. Yeah. Um, you can practice. <laughs> you practice, but and that's great. That's actually really great because if you have like if you're going to a tournament, like well, I need to get some practice in. Let me just turn on the switch and bam, there you go. Um, yeah, this the like shout outs to the uh, deep I, something silver. I can't remember the actual name of the actual porting team for. Getting this game to even run, let alone run at mostly 60 FPS on the Switch, is a miracle. Yeah. Like, that's that's insane. That and um, Switcher are, like, the best ports of the decade. Uh, D- uh, Doom 2016. I can't believe you too. call it Switcher. It's great. It's Switcher. <laughs> it's, that's a really good name for it. Yeah, Switch, uh, Witcher 3, Doom 2016, and MK11 are like, these should not exist, but they do. And Doom Eternal will be added to that list too. Yeah, if I mean, like uh, Wolfenstein Two was good too, but true, true, true. But nobody talks about that right. game. Um, but yeah, so yeah, M- Mortal Kombat. I love it. I love it. That's why it's number five. Ben, the the company you're looking for is Shiver Entertainment. Shiver Entertainment. Okay, thank you. Yeah, shout outs to you, dudes, because I guarantee that must be a hard as fuck job. Yeah. Uh so my number five is going to be the Division Two. Oh, yeah. uh, that came, that came, that came out, out this year. year. Yes, <laughs> I took time off of work to play it with my dad. And uh, wow, I don't remember you talking about that at all. You played something else besides Destiny <laughs> that was a looter shooter. He was super yep. into it for a little while. I don't remember this at all. Yeah, I played it like straight for like a month or so. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was like really fun just uh, going down the streets of like Washington with my dad. And this is actually the first game I played in a while with my cousin. Like he actually bought it and started playing with us mm. as well. And so it was, like, really fun doing, like... Because, like, the AI was pretty uh, smart in the way they would, like, outflank you and, like, outmaneuver you. So, like, you would have to come up with your own maneuvers to get around them. Uh, it was really fun. Um, I played this game until I got to World Tier Rank 5, I think. And that's when, like, a whole new, like, division came in. Like, a different set of enemies came in and took over the, the town. Kind of like in Spider-Man, actually. Mm. And it just made it even harder. 
just like in Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, the only downside I have with it is that uh, eventually the loot started. Like it not, it's not that it didn't matter. It's just that it all felt kind of the same. Like there wasn't a whole lot of differentiation there, mm. other than possibly the guns. Um, eventually you would end up going like full like light uh machine gun just so that it ha- just because it has a ton of ammo and you can shoot it from far away, uh, and you can spec out the gun so that it would have so much bullet drop off. Um, and also snipers are really well done as well. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we I went back a couple of times here and there with my dad to check out the other stuff, and it's interesting. I haven't bothered with the raid. I heard that the raid for this one was pretty bad, so I don't. And I also don't have a whole lot of people to play with the raid for uh, Division Two. But it was a lot of fun, and uh, uh, if they come up with some new stuff, I'll go and check it out. But until then, Destiny awaits. <laughs> <laughs> So number four, Justin. Uh, my number four might be the highest I've put in indie game. Uh, we got Cadence of Hyrule. Uh, so this is actually one I want to go back to soon because, like, I beat it too quickly and I miss it. But it's hold on. <laughs> she was looking at me all cute. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but this is one that like really caught me by surprise, like when it was announced. And was even more surprising when it came out and was, like, super good. Because you know me, I don't really like the roguelikes or anything. Um, but Crypt of the Necrodancer kind of hit me because there's enough, like, permanent upgrades in that game. Um, and the fact that, like, after you beat each, like, level, you don't have to redo that level. You just have to, like, ra- you know, it randomizes the next level every time you go in. Um, so, like, it actually feels like you have some progression because you're only ever having to redo one section at a time. Um, and Cadence of Hyrule took it one step further to where, like, there's a randomized overworld that is, you know, Hyrule. But um, you actually keep a lot of the stuff that you get throughout the game. So, like, you still get all of your, you know, your uh, Zelda typical Zelda items, like your bow, your hookshot, your, you know, things like that, that lets you interact with the overworld and stuff. And... When you die, you lose your rupees and any temporary buffs you have, um, which are already, like, finite. Um, They have, like, a stamina on them. So, losing those isn't that big of a deal. And then the dungeons are randomized when you go in. um, And every time you die, you lose the map. So, like, you have to, you know, rebuild, like, go around your map again. But... For the most part, it is a fairly traditional, like, top-down Zelda game. Like, it feels a lot more like Zelda than it does Crypt of the Necrodancer. Uh, And you still have to, you collect four dungeon items in four dungeons. Uh, There's a bunch of heart containers to get throughout. Uh, Like I said, there's all the items and their upgraded versions. And then there's the final temple that's, like, a really hard, like, kind of traditional Crypt of the Necrodancer, you know, multiple level dungeon um, on the way to fight Ganon and the final boss. It all feels super good. And, like, the whole rhythmic, uh, you know, grid-based combat from Crypt of the Necrodancer is there intact. But, like, it works with the Zelda skin on it. Uh, 
And like just everything about that game is so satisfying. I still don't think I could play it like the traditional way with, you know, like actually having to move to the beat and stuff. But like the fact that it has multiplayer is super cool. Um, I played that game with my brother for a while, like couch co-op. And like, it's hard because when either of you move, um, the enemies move. So like you have to actually sync your movements. So you're not like getting run into by enemies when you don't realize that, you know, your, your partner's running around all over the place. <laughs> and that's where probably like just moving to the rhythm is better because like the grid is moving with regardless of whether you move anyway. Um, yeah. but I got so used to playing without the, without actually needing to follow the rhythm that I wasn't prepared for multiplayer, <laughs> but like, it's so cool to play that game with two people. Um, and like, I don't know. I, I like I said, I need to jump back into it because it was early in the year and I don't remember all the details, but it was so fun. And actually I beat it like fairly recently. Uh, cause nice. I was at the end and I died and like I said, you have to, it basically shoots you back at the beginning of that dungeon like that final dungeon with like four or five floors. Um, that's the one time where it's kind of, like I said, the traditional Crypt of the Necrodancer style. And I just didn't feel like like doing all that again. But I jumped back into it and beat it. And yeah, I want more. Like, I either want a sequel or like some kind of DLC with maybe a few new playable characters or something. But I'm not done with that game yet. It's too good. Uh, ben, what is your number four? <clears throat> So it's also an indie darling. I actually the only indie darling. Oh, Sign Arts is an indie darling, mm-hmm. so that counts too. But uh, uh, I usually have one that's pretty high, and I actually wasn't sure if I was going to have one until very recently. And my number four pick, or choice rather, uh, is uh, Katana Zero. Mm. Um, this I, I heard about this game came out in April this year. I had heard seen a Nintendo Direct on it, of course. I'm like, well, this seems interesting, and of course, it's from Devolved Digital. Uh, seemingly, they seem to be publishing a lot of my favorite games within the past couple of years. Um, and I didn't know what to expect other than that one hit, you die. What I didn't expect was a mind fuck of a story that questions your morality and drug use. Uh, it, it takes you places that if you want to go, you can go there. But if you just want to be an absolute asshole killing machine, you can also do that too. But also there's a sweet satisfaction of like, this is like probably the closest I'll get to a roguelike where the room, well, not really, but like where the room resets if you die once and you have to do a thing over again. Um, it's super satisfying to, okay, take you out, slice your neck. Okay. Check this thing. Okay. Uh, explode those barrels. Okay. And then you get to see, and, and then get to see that be replayed back and like, yeah, I'm a fucking badass. Um, and then visually it's, it's, it's spectacular. Have you played uh, Hotline Miami? No, I haven't. You should check that out if you like this. I have it on Twitch. The the Prime mm, thing. So just I try can, it. Yeah. See if you like it. It's the same okay. kind of idea. That's what I hear. Everyone's telling me to try that. I'll, I'll, I'll try. I'll, I'll try. I have technically I own it. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, Amazon. Um, but uh, like, yeah, man. Again, I I was sucked in by the gameplay, but what kept me was its conspiracy laden, war ridden, drug filled fest that was a story. <laughs> Uh, it, it 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 went places I didn't want it to go, and then at the end I was I is basically Metal Gear Solid Two, where I'm like, wait, was this real? Are so you're you sh- having a I- sword fight with the president on top of the Capitol building? You're close. You could have gone there. Um, 
But like it, it was like wait a minute, wait a minute. Am I real? Did I just was that level that I just played was real? No, that was real. Are you sure this is real now? I was tripping my own balls, and I don't do drugs. Oh my god, seriously, this is this is the because I don't hear anybody talk about this game outside of when I brought it up or like even when it was coming out. This is the hidden gem of 2019, in my opinion. Yeah, like everybody should play this. Like if you like John Wick. The badass assassin who, you know, just kills people with gu- It's John Wick with katanas. That's what it is. And if you like an, an interesting narrative, it's right there waiting for you. But if you just want to be the ultimate killing machine who just goes room to room, slicing dude's neck, you, you know, using sm- smoke to cover it, you got it. If you want a heartwarming story about protecting a little girl because you yourself are haunted in a war story because you were taken, it's there for you. It's all there. I think I might have told that girl to piss off. I can't um, remember. I can't. <laughs> um, no, I I wish I played this uh, sooner because if I played this more, it probably would be on my list. But I just haven't gotten very far. Yeah. Maybe like two or three levels. Yeah, I beat it in a week, dude. I bought it for Black Friday during Black Friday with some with some money I had, uh, extra cash that I had, and I, and I beat it within a week. I couldn't stop playing. Like I, I like that's how I know a game has got me. I can't stop. Even though I have either like not necessarily life things to do, but like if I have no if like in terms of other games, I will stop what I'm uh, playing those other games and just play it. Like I, I could I should have gone back to Dragon Quest. I should have gone back into uh, Pokemon. I should have been playing more MK11 ranked. No, I wanted to play Katana Zero, and and I could not stop. Uh, and there's an even there's a hard mode too, which is it's super fucking hard. As ca- as Justin's cat turns another kid Justin cat turns the stream again. It's the same one from before. Yeah. Was he was it? actually okay. on the floor the whole time. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. cute kitty. But yeah, that's why Katana Zero. My indie dar. This is my. I'm gonna give this my own. Its own championship belt. This is my indie champion of 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katana Zero. Seriously, it's only fifteen dollars. Uh, it might be on sale. It's on right sale now, right now. Yeah, that's why I picked yeah. it up. Buy it. Buy it, please. I'm telling you, you are in either for a badass time or you're in for an emotional time. The choice is yours and yours alone. Uh, so my number four is going to be a very controversial pick, and that is oh. Anthem. Oh. That is... Con- oh, See, I was actually <laughs> pretty close to putting that on my list. It just got kicked off by all the others. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> considering uh, the... Wow. Yeah, go ahead. Say what you're going to say. I was saying, considering the dumpster fire that this game basically is, and no community, and no road <laughs> It's still really good gameplay, about, though. Yeah, the whole, like, structure around it is, like, solid. I believe you. Like, the flying around is really fun. The, like, there's three distinct classes. There's, um, there's some, like, really fun, uh, I can't remember what they're called, cataclysms or strongholds, strongholds, that's what they're called. Like, there's four, there's, but there's only four of them. That's, like, having four strikes in Destiny. That's not, that's not right. Uh, I really hope they pull their shit together and build upon what they have. Because it could be one of the, like, this could rival, well, not with Destiny, because, <laughs> <laughs> but it can be somewhere up there in um one of, one of the regular games I would play. But it's like strong right now, enough that they could fix it. Yeah, but right now, as it is, like the loot pool is like really horrendous. It's all the same stuff over and over again. Um, but what's there is really strong and it's really fun to play. I I played this for like two weeks straight and it was really fun. Uh, I hope they fix their shit together. <laughs> so, yeah, other than that, um, let's move on into number three, Justin. I want to say, I also hope they add crossplay so we can play together. 
Yeah. I was I was thinking of buying it again, but I was like, no, I don't want to spend $17 on this game again. And hopefully when I get my Xbox One X S next year, hopefully, uh, and it does add crossplay and it's it's on Game Pass, the best deal in video games, we'll all be, all be able to play together. I think crossplay would be to their benefit considering yeah. their player base. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, when sure. you don't have much player base, add right. crossplay. It's going to like enrich your... Uh, your game. Well, times it by three at least. Yeah, because I played with some randos in one mission, and it wasn't great. Like they just kept running ahead. Yeah, I hadn't played this mission yet. I wanted to explore. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, yeah, number, three. number three. Uh, so to follow up Zelda with Zelda, I've got <laughs> Link's Awakening HD. Um. Really. So, please move. All right, that's fine. For some reason, I thought, oh, it was Ben that hated this game. No, hold on. Don't put it. No, <laughs> no. Don't hate this game. I was just mocking that, like, I have this game. It's on my 3DS. It's right here. That's all. I don't hate that it exists. I would have bought it if it was cheaper. Gimli's targeted. Um, <laughs> so this is, like, the, I think the seventh Switch game on my list. But I promise the top two are not Nintendo. Uh, so this, huh. this is the end of the Nintendo games. But I wanted to oh, end okay. it strong um, because this is like my third favorite Zelda game. And this is definitely the best version of that game. Um, that's why it's so high up because like I already love this game. Like it would have been on the list no matter what. But the fact that it's like a really good version of it puts it this high even though it's a remake because it's it's just like it's a really strong title regardless like they could have just straight up 3d remade it um uh, kept everything the same and i still would have loved it but all of the quality of life improvements really like just made it that much more satisfying to play because um the original game you know it mapped uh your items to the a button and the b button because it was the Game Boy and that's all you had. So even like your sword, shield, things like that had to be mapped to a button. Which was constantly switching things out. Um, this game, because it has more buttons, it maps things like the sword, the shield, the Pegasus boots, the power glove. Like all that to their own buttons. So that means you actually don't spend that much time in a menu and the game moves so much more smoothly. Um, it also just, it looks beautiful. Uh, they didn't add anything that, like, detracts from the gameplay. And they added more things that, like, help you explore the world. Like, there's more seashells. Um, so to get the final sword... <laughs> cat hair, sorry. Um, to get the final sword, you have to get, like, 40 shells or something instead of, like, I think 25 it was originally. Um, and I think there was, like, 30 instead of the 50 there are now. And the uh, the new chamber dungeon feature has gotten some flack because it's supposed to be kind of like a Zelda maker, but it's too limited to really be like a good, you know, a good time. And I don't hate it like everyone else does, but also you don't have to do it. Like, it's never required. Unless you're a completionist. True. Unless you're a completionist. But completionists already have to do things they hate because... There's no game that has everything worthwhile. 
Um, there's always like, something gl- unnecessary or unfun or whatever for completionists. Glares at Sonic 3. What? I said glares at Sonic 3. Sorry, I hate going for the Super Animals in Sonic 3 Knuckles. Oh, okay. It's awful. It's awful. I didn't understand the reference. Uh, but yeah, the fact... Basically, like, I'll, I'll narrow this down to... The fact that this is the best version of one of my favorite Zelda games... Like, any other year, it probably would have been number one. But this is a really good game for... This is a really good year for video games. Sorry, I've had a lot of whiskey. These top two should be fun. <laughs> uh, Ben... So this is the hard one. I had top three games that I talked about this year that I. It was really hard to decide who was gonna be the bot, who was gonna get the bronze medal. But the gold winners in my heart. And this is a game that when I when I first saw it, um, I was gonna like, oh, that's it. That's that's my game of the year. There's nothing better. What could be better? This is my game of the year. But it's number three. Uh, my. Number three choice is Astral Chain. Uh, this is a game that when they first... Re- I don't remember. It was like sometime last year when they released it. And I was like, oh, new cool platinum game. Awesome. Exclusive Nintendo. Suck it, fucking people who are salty that Bayonetta 2 is not on anything else. Suck it, nerds. Um, yeah. <laughs> Buy a fucking Switch, bitch. Pony up if you want to play the games. But, like, I really love this game. Uh, it's it's still that classic platinum feel of uh, of you know hack and slash combat, but the fact that you have uh, basically you're familiar with you at all times that you can switch out between different forms brings a whole new level to the combat system, uh, especially once you get all all the abilities like any platinum game. Once you get everything, it and you feel like a fucking god, um, especially when you're dodging countering. And the story goes in all kinds of crazy sci-fi directions, and I really enjoyed the uh, the sort of police part, which I don't feel like it's talked about enough. Like the platinum gameplay is cool, but there's something fun about in between missions. Sometimes you'll go out on patrol and you'll find a murder mystery, or you know, like sometimes yeah, going through doing like to the to the uh, other world. I, don't, I can't remember exactly what it's called, um, the astral plane. Um, so, you know, you're kind of doing the same thing, finding a, but, you know, that's what Platinum Games do. They have a secret hidden room that you'll go into. Whoa! Whoa! Ow. Ow, holy crap. You alright? Yeah, I'm fine. He gets moody sometimes. Jesus. Um, okay. Go ahead. Um, but, uh, it's, it's that quintessential, mm, that was so, that's Platinum. And there's two excellent, uh, you know, uh, motorcycle sequences that are just like I would I, I, at the beginning I was like I wish there were more of these but then the fact that there were only those two I'm like I'm glad there were only those two because those two feel more badass uh, and like I said the story goes in all sorts of different directions I'm like wait what's going on hold on what what we're going here it's not like a mind fuck but it's just like it, it's it's you know it's that m- nice good twists and turns um, I wish the only real negative I had against this game and probably what held it back ultimately from being number one or two was the fact that the main characters are mute like that that honestly i think it hurt it that much to me because there's so many emotional moments and like even if he has a dry personality even if he talked a bit would have helped but the fact that he's emotionless and you're relying on your sister for or your sibling depending on which gender you picked they're the your, your sibling's the opposite gender 
I think it would have helped in in, scene, in certain scenes more, like when a certain person dies at the very beginning of the game. But seriously, if you if you haven't played this game and you have a Switch, like go try it out. It's it's fucking badass. And they've said they have plans for two and three. And I think this game sold pretty well. So you know, hopefully, just like Octopath, this when this game gets a sequel, I get I get Astral Chain too. Uh, which I, I really hope so. So, but it it just missed that mark of being in the top two. But uh, Astral Chain is number three. It's it's platinum. It's pure platinum. There you go. Uh, my third favorite game of the year is What the Golf. <laughs> uh, so it, What the Golf is, <laughs> it is what it says it is. It's golf. Uh, it starts off like in Oculus, you know, like you're just. You're just playing golf, you know, going across this course. And then it eventually gets wacky, uh, where... And it starts off really slow. Like, at first you think you're going to hit the golf ball in the first stroke, but you hit the uh, the golfer instead. And then you have to whack him into the, the golf pole. And from there, it just goes on a wild ride. Uh, aping stuff from, like, super hot to portal. Um... Uh, it plays with uh, your expectations quite a bit. Um, they said they're good, there's going to be more, which is really cool. Uh, and what it is, you're going through these different courses to hit up, uh, hit, to destroy these computers and get to the end. That's pretty much what the, what the goal is. But there's also like AR modes where you have to like stand up and like look around and stuff and like change your perspective. And like shoot stuff like there's there's like actual shooting mechanics like halfway through the game which is really cool. Um, it's really fun. Like it's just a really fun game to play when you have like an extra minute or two if you're like sitting on the bus or something. Um, I highly recommend anyone to check this out. It's just a really fun game to play. Um, Justin, number two. Yeah. So my number two, uh, possibly surprisingly, is Outer Worlds. Um, what? I've been saying for most of this year that this is going to be my game of the year. But being number two is not a bad thing in this case. It just means that there's something I liked more. Just it's... because you're number two doesn't mean you're number two. Exactly. Like, what? really, at any given day, I could have switched my number number one or number two. Um <laughs> But this is still an amazing game. So I was very vocal about, not on this podcast because I don't think it was happening yet, um, about how much I didn't like Fallout 4. Um, I'm a huge Fallout fan. I'm pretty sure you've said how much you dislike Fallout 4. (laughs) Probably. But this is is everything I wanted Fallout 4 to be and more. Um, In a way, that's a bad thing because it... The actual, like, combat and stuff in the game feels pretty dated. But in a lot of ways, in much many more ways, it's a good thing. Because it does, like, that kind of, you know, choice-based gameplay and, like, companion quests and things like that really well. Uh, like, the best I could expect it to do. Um, the choices you make in the game... Aside from just feeling really satisfying and, like, you actually, you know, are making your choice rather than, like, just, you know, selecting dialogue options and whatever is happening is happening anyway. Um, it's also, it's not, like, I don't, what would you call that? Bilinear? It's not black and white. Like, r- whatever choice you make, there's 
like levels to that. Um, so like the the one I've been talking about is the first big choice you make on the kind of the first like main planet, um, and it's like about whether to divert power from one place or another. That seems like it should be very black or white. Like you either divert place, or you either divert power from the city or from the kind of like forest settlement. Those are your only two. Do you choices. want to support cannibals or do you want to support civilization? Sure, if you want to think of it like that. Um, <laughs> but the actual choice is much more granular than that, because for one, you could divert power to the city and then convince the the deserters to go back to the city. Um, That's what I did. And you can tell them, hey, just deal with the conditions in the city. You'll be fine. Or you can tell them, what if I get rid of the guy that's there? Will you go back then and run the city? And, like, on the other side of the coin, you can divert power to the civilization and then tell the people, hey, you don't want to work under this guy. Go over to the, the you know, the deserters camp instead. Um, and so, like, there's so many options. And even, like, if you try to run the, the you know, the guy running the city out of town, you can go to him and either kill him, which, like, you know, then you have to fight your way out, or you can just convince him to leave. Like, literally convince him that he's not the best person to run the city. And he just kind of, like, sulks away and leaves the city. And, like, so that what seems like a black and white choice actually has, like, five or six granulations that you can do on top of that choice. And it's like, it's that's the perfect example of how deep this game goes. Whereas Fallout 4 feels like, you know, either saying yes or saying yes in a snarky way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and like the companions actually have a lot to do with the choices you make too. Because the choices you make affect them. So, like, they'll give you their input at any given time. Um, and, like, the choices you make based on their input can mean they might leave you. Like, if they don't if they don't like the choice you make, they're going to be like, uh, yeah, I don't think I can stay with you anymore. And you'll lose that companion forever. Or you can do something that satisfies them and it might, like, open up a new quest line or fulfill a quest for them. Um... Or just, you know, strengthen your bond together. And so it's cool because it's like your party actually matters. It's not you making decisions on your own and then they just go along with it. It's you actually have to think about the people that are traveling with you, which makes sense when you have a party. Um, and like the companions actually affect the combat because they have their own skills. You can trigger kind of like a hero shooter. Um and then also they have like their own kind of skill trees that you can affect. Um, and then like your, your like player skill tree has uh companion points you can put in to buff them, their abilities more. So like, it's a viable strategy for you to not really have to attack. You can just put all your points into the companion skills to make them really strong and then send them out to fight for you. Or you, there's even playstyles where, like, you actually get buffs for not having companions with you. So, like, you can yeah. play this game however you want, and it's really cool. Um, and so, like, the fact that it feels like a last-gen game is not necessarily an insult. 
because it didn't need to revolutionize the shooting or the looting or anything like that. Um, it could feel better, sure. Like, the, the gunplay is a little chunky. Uh, the movement's kind of slow. But, like, it doesn't feel any older than Fallout 4 does. It just, the things it does well is the choices and the companions and the stat loadouts and, like, the equipment modding and that kind of thing. So it's, it's a very good game. Like, mm-hmm. it's sold extremely well considering it's a new IP. I don't think I need to really, like, sell it to anyone. But I will say that um, in my little blurb about it, um, while this is my number two game of the year, it's my number one character of the year. Because Parvati is great. I love her. I so know why she... did you divert the power to the outpost? What do you mean? She was for the city. But she she approved of the choice once... <laughs> what? No, I diverted power to the city. Okay, fine. I diverted power to the city and then convinced the uh, reed or whatever to leave so that the zombie queen could rule the city. <laughs> zombie queen? <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, but no, Parvati's great. I love her, and I know she won't love me back because she's a lesbian. But I still love her, oh, well. and that's okay. It's a good thing I played as a girl then. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Note to self: Play as female when Switch port of Outer Worlds comes out. <laughs> yeah. Can I make it a game of the year list next year? Technically. Yeah. Okay. I hope I hope I like this game. I've never played a Fallout like, game before. Really, the release like the the list should be when you play the game, but it tends to be like within that release year. So I mean, a port still counts. Um. All right. Uh. I I wish I played more of that. I just fell off super hard. Um. Yeah, I haven't gone back to it in a while because I haven't been in the mood for a first person shooter. But my time with it still matters. Um, I just got off the, I literally just got off the planet and then I turned off the game. Oh, jeez. Yeah. You pulled a Grandpa Simpson. The space station stuff is actually really cool. Like, I don't, I don't really care for the next planet you go to. And I've heard it's a pretty short game, so I will beat it eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's good. But it's one of the few on this list I haven't beaten. Like, I tried very hard to include games that I've beaten. So I have a full, you know, breadth of the gameplay. But I had to include that one on the list because it made such a strong impression early on. Okay, Ben, you're number two. What indeed, what indeed. Only two remain, what indeed. It was hard. This is really difficult. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to make this number one. But number two ain't bad. Number two ain't bad. My number two game of the year is Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh. This is, uh, I was scared I forgot when that they announced came out this, this game. Year. I did too. <laughs> yeah, oh, I didn't. Oh, I've been in Fire Emblem memes and Lord since, since, uh, ever since release. I was scared when this game came, when this, they announced this game because I had played Fire Emblem Awakening. It was the first Fire Emblem game I played. Yes, I'm one of those people. Shut the fuck up, Fire Emblem Elitis. Um, and I fell in love with the series. I fell in love with the many anime avatars. But then I played Fates. And boy, did Nintendo know how to fuck up a perfectly, like, you, 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 Awakening fucking 
revitalized the franchise. It, it made it viable north in North America for the first time, um, more so than the than the than the, uh, the the characters appearing in Melee did. Um, and then they split it into three different games that you had to buy all three of them to see the whole fucking story. And it was not a good story at all because turns out the main girl is your cousin or sister and dragon stupid. Um, <laughs> and I missed the I skipped out of I it was I was so like burned by that game and I only played one that I skipped out on the remake uh, Shadows of Valencia, which I actually heard was pretty good. Um, so I was like I was skeptical, and then I heard about the school. I'm like. I don't know, man. I I don't I don't know. I I don't know. And then I finally played the game, and number one, the being able to choose your house—either golden deer, black eagles, or blue lions—you know that whole Harry Potter s sort of thing was really fun. And I chose the best house. Okay, I I all house all the houses are good in one way or another, right? But I feel like in terms of what made me love this game was choosing Golden Deer and having House Leader Claude, the man who I wanted to be my boyfriend, but I can't because he's not gay and that hurts. You son of a bitch. Either way, it's um, okay not to be gay. It's okay. He's fine. Him and him and his wife are happy. I'm not gonna be homewrecker. I'm not gonna be homewrecker. Um, him and Hilda are happy, but no, like the one thing. And this is coming up with the other, with the, my, the actual game of the year, is that for me, with with games that are this long, I have to become invested in these characters. That's the kind of gamer that I am. I have to find something to care about. And I love these kids. They were my kids. I was their teacher. I led them into battle. Um, the, the 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 monastery stuff to me is one of the best parts of the game because it allowed you to bond with these characters that didn't feel like battle grinding over and over again. Whether it was cooking dinner with them, singing choir with them, or just chatting with them while they're doing their their rituals, it was fun. You got to know more about them, um, and. Oh my god, and the story goes in all sorts of different crazy directions. And the fact that it's basically three different campaigns, uh, for the most part, there's some most there's a lot of overlap. But the, the fact that you get to see different perspectives and actually feels like different perspectives, because I, and I know that because I have other people play the other two houses. So I can't wait to do those at some point. Um, are great. Um, and, and how, and, and like, I legit, like, there's a moment where... Uh, in the second half of the game where um, you basically are presumed dead and your 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 um, your school your your kids are you know scattered to the wind the empire is taken over it's star wars damn it um, and like then you go back to the ruins of the monastery where you know where you last fell and all of a sudden you get to see your kids again but they're older and it's like my kids my babies now i can sleep with one of you um, because it was unethical uh, before. It was unethical before. Uh, mm. Technically, I didn't sleep a kid uh, with one from my house, but rather I stole one from uh, Black Dragon or Kidnapping Red Dragon. Kidnapping on top of that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the combat system is Fire Emblem. It's great. Uh, it, it's, you know, it is what it is. They, they, they made a lot of improvements that I feel like while some hardcore purists may not like, I love the fact that if I move a square, I love that I could tell where the enemy was coming from. 
Um, the music, the music is so good in this game, and it gets you right in the mood for a battle. Uh, even if you're grinding uh, for, even if you're grinding like doing like an optionary missionary battle, it's great. Um, I love the introduction of monster fights in this game. So like at points, like you'll fight these huge shadow beasts, and you basically how you you can get your characters uh, once you raise up their classes. Um, they're like battalions, so you literally have like a battalion behind you that does either like you can have magicians or like straight up soldiers come and charge you and some have special effects. It's really cool. It actually feels like you're controlling an army out there and not just, hey, we're seven badasses coming to kick a whole army's <clears throat> ass. Let's go. Um it it feels it it feels great. But this is how I know why I cared and I love the story and characters in this game. When you're forced to fight people from the Black Eagle side um, because they know, hey, you're back again, so we gotta kill you. And there's a girl, there's two girls from the other classes that I'm like, why do we have to fight? We don't have to fight. I didn't want to fight them. I didn't want to fight them. I like them. I got their, I got, I got to know them a little bit, and I had to kill them, and they die. Oh God, they died. Oh God. Um, like this, like this is so perfect. I didn't think another Fire Emblem game could make me fall in love with this sort of style of game. Because most, most of the time, strategy RPGs, I feel like, are bullshit. And they screw you with RNG. And I just don't want to deal with that. Especially now that I'm approaching 30. Oh, God, I'm approaching 30. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like, this one's just, it's just it, so youngin. sweet. It's, yeah, this one is <laughs> so... This, one, this, this game is just so sweet. It's... There's a lot of effort that went into this game to make it as well as it did. And they're adding new content with the season pass and free DLC with new outfits and new story scenario stuff. Um, this is, this is, this is, this, I, I didn't think I would say this, but I like it more than Fire Emblem Awakening. And that game I loved. Like I put like at least over 500 hours into that game. No way. Doing, di yeah, different, different routes, different relationships, different kids. The best, but the best part about this game, though, is they cut the kids. No fucking extra characters. No pointless kids. I just want to sleep with my student. Okay, I don't want kids. I just want to sleep with my. You students. want to sleep with kidnapped gonna... students, apparently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I recruited. I just want to her kidnap and... kids and sleep with them. I don't want kids of my own. I recruited her from the Evil Empire. Okay, I recruited her from the Evil Empire. I say, uh huh. Sure. Say whatever you will to the judge. Anyways, whatever helps you sleep at night with your students. Oh, she's hot. Anyways, um, we're married now. Anyways, uh, it's it's so great. It's I I love this game. I loved it. I could not stop playing it when it came out. Um, even though I kind of had to rush it because Dragon Quest is right around the corner. But it, it, it still didn't matter. That final battle is so cool. Like I I, I love. Hmm, I wonder what I your number it. one is. I, I loved it. <laughs> um. In, in, and I can't wait again. Like I said, I can't wait to do the other two campaigns uh, just to see the different perspectives uh, of like you know like, why did you go this way? Why are you this angry? Um, you know like what happened? I I need to know these questions. Um, so yeah, that's it. Almost made it. It almost made it. Literally one and two could have been swapped on my mood based on my mood. But at the end of the day, I had to give it to. <clears throat> it, it's still. That highly well praised. Like if you're new to Fire Emblem, you hear all what's all the hub love and you see all the memes and you know, maybe the not safe for work art that I retweet all the time, you know, just try it. It's it's fine. It's a good it's a it's possibly the best entry point to Fire Emblem. It's so welcoming to new players. Um, um so my number two is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Finally we get something good from Star Wars. <laughs> uh no, I 
as a lifelong Star Wars fan, I feel like lately I haven't been serviced. Like, there hasn't been a lot of good stuff. Like, the best thing that's come out since uh, Disney acquired it was Solo. Um, <laughs> hey, man, I'm, I'm sticking with that. Hot take. Hot take, bro. Uh, but, like, when I played this, I was like, oh, my God, they made something, like, great with Star Wars again. Um just like the story, the overall story is really good. The ending's amazing. The uh, I, I like the um, just like the sound design is there for Star Wars again. The art design is there. The uh, the swashbuckling adventuring is there. Uh, they really incorporated like Metrovania stuff really well in this. The Dark Souls stuff is really well in this. This is the best Dark Souls game I've played. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, man, and I. And it'll, and all that being said, it does feel a little bit rushed in certain spots. Hmm. But I want to see what they can do with this, like with the with the crew going forward, because I love these characters. Uh, I want to see more from them. I want to see a little bit more like expansion on the crew idea, because it felt like they had something there with the crew idea, but it wasn't fully fleshed out yet. Um, but again, I just love and this, the surprises, the surprises upon surprises. Uh, since this is a game of the year podcast, we're going to talk a little bit of spoilers. Getting the double-bladed lightsaber was freaking amazing. Came out of nowhere for me, because I went to Dathomir, and went through this challenging combat, and was rewarded with the double lightsaber that made the game way easier. And then also, <laughs> at the end with, uh, after the, after, uh, the final boss fight, uh, Darth Vader comes out of nowhere, kills, like, your mentor, like, like, always, well, tech, quote unquote kills. But anyways, um, you think she's dead, but she comes back later. But like, it was just unceremoniously, it was awesome. Uh, I was and not expecting Darth Vader in this game. Yeah, you have to run away from it. And if you turn around, you get forced choked and die. Uh, <laughs> man, it was a really good game. Uh, I want to see more of this type of game in the future for Star Wars. And I assume Justin's number one is Star Wars. Uh, spoilers, but yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> My number one is Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Uh, so Thomas covered it pretty well, but I just want to touch on a few things and why this is my number one over Outer Worlds. Um, because like this game, this game is far from perfect. Like, I feel like it's not going to be the number one for a lot of people, but it just hit me in a way that like was so satisfying. And a lot of it is because I'm Metroid deprived. Like, this struck a chord for that Metroidvania-style gameplay. Where, like, as soon as you get frustrated that you can't get somewhere, you get that power. And then you go back. And I love that feeling. Because, like, the, the cow that you start with is so wimpy compared to how you end. And that kind of progression is just always satisfying to me. Um, yeah. I hate games where you don't get stronger as you play. But also, like, there's some really cool puzzles and stuff in this game. Like, the temples that you go through, um, to usually to get the new force powers, are super cool. And they kind of give me that, like, Breath of the Wild shrine feel, but on kind yeah. of a larger scale, because they're, like, big areas with, you know, enemy encounters and things like that. Um, but also, there's some really cool physics puzzles there, where, like, you've push and pull the force to like manipulate uh different like you know balls into um 
uh, tracks holes. holes yeah <laughs> like uh, they're they're buttons essentially like they activate you know things but then like there's some really cool stuff where like you force push uh, these like explosive uh, plant things into walls that can be destroyed. <laughs> yeah, it's basically having bo- bombs from Zelda. Yeah. And, yeah. like, you know, you'll do something where, like, you jump from, like, you do the wall cl- uh, wall running, like, from yeah. each side, and then you'll jump and, like, grab a vine. Yeah, and force swing. pull the vine. Yeah. Yeah. And swing from the vine to a slide and slide down that. And, like, there's just some really satisfying, like, platforming and puzzle sections in the game. Yeah. Um, some of them are beholden to some pretty terrible controls. And I'm not the only one, by the way, that's had a lot of issues with the vine and sliding controls. I've been reading a lot of people that think those suck. All right. But, like, my favorite parts of the game were those kind of, you know, those more intimate, like, puzzle rooms and platforming sections and stuff. Uh, the stuff that's just, like, combat trial after combat trial... I kind of started to lose interest because that's usually when I died a lot and sure you can, you know, blame me for that. But, uh, the loading <laughs> That's where times... I had like the most fun was like experimenting in the combat trials. I mean, there's some great moves. combat stuff in there. And the animations are amazing. In this oh game. yeah. I'm not, I'm not discounting the, the combat in any way. I'm just saying yeah. I enjoyed like the Zelda and Metroid sections more than like the traditional souls combat because I don't really care for dark souls as a series. Um, so while I liked the lightsaber combat and stuff, that's usually when I would die more, and the loading times in that game just destroy your motivation to play. And so, like, if you die more than two or three times in a fight, you might as well quit, because, like, it's it takes just as much time to reload the game back up as it does to quit and come back to it later, when you're, you know, in the right state of mind. Um, but the upgrades you get in the game all feel really satisfying, and, like, help with the, you know, the, uh, uh, backtracking because I remember the first time like I had to go back to Bogota or whatever it's called that first planet and I was like Ugh, there's so many of these areas that like are so hard to get around because of these stupid uh, uh, zip lines and then I got yeah. the ability to go backwards on the zip lines like go up yeah. on them and I was like this is satisfying yep and so I immediately was... went back to Pagoda, and I was like, all right, I'm going to 100% complete this area because I can go up all the zip lines now, and I love it. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but there was, like, um, an item, like, right next to you on a different pillar. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out how to, like, cheese the zip lines in order to get there. But yeah. I spent a while on later. that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. This yeah. is what I'm supposed to do. And that's why I love Metroid games. It's yeah. that feeling of, like, how do I get that? And then you get an item, and you're like, oh, that's how. Yeah. And it's just so satisfying as a gamer mm-hmm. to know yeah. that you can suddenly do the thing you couldn't do before. The droid is really cool. Like, yeah, he is. The personality He's great. I love BD1. Great. Yeah. Um, and while while I love all the customization, like of your ship and BD1 and your outfit and stuff, I didn't really like the ponchos. And <laughs> the like, ponchos were terrible. Though, yeah, the lightsaber mods are cool to customize, but like you don't see it enough. To really, like, justify spending so much time customizing it. So, like, when I got to the end of the game, I just wanted to get all of the actual, like, you know, power-up. Like, the optional power-ups, like the life and stuff. 
I didn't really yeah. care about the cosmetic treasures and things like that. As far early as on in the game, game, when we were opening chests and stuff, and I was just seeing all this cosmetic stuff come out, I'm like, oh, this is all it's going to be, and kind of like maybe disappointed. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a little disappointing. But, like, so much of the game is satisfying that, like, it's yeah. worth the grind to find all of it. Because eh, it's just fun I... to get there. Yeah. And, like, like I said, there's a lot of issues with this game. Like, the graphical glitches are terrible. Um, I had a few crashes. Like, some pretty bad frame rate, even on an Xbox One X. Um, the animations and, like, the, just the graphical consistency in general is pretty inconsistent. To where, like, you have some super good cutscenes with, like, some great motion capture work. And then you go to Kashyyyk and have terrible-looking Wookiees. <laughs> Not great. To the point where you're like, okay, they could have used any planet. Like, why did they use Kashyyyk if they're not going to make the Wookiees look good? <laughs> I don't know, man. So, like, there's weird things like that. But, like, none of it took away from my enjoyment of the game. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> so it, just, it it really like I bought an Xbox for this game honestly like I knew there was the bundle and I was like okay you know I can get the uh the Black Friday deal like of the Xbox One X bundle with this game included that's still a sixty dollar game like it's worth it to me mm-hmm. and most of what I played on it is that everything else has been Game Pass because like the games are available so I might as well try them hell yeah but I still think I'm like I should restart that game. <laughs> And maybe play at a higher difficulty, because I was a pleb and just played on Jedi Knight difficulty. Um, so is that it for you? Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I go a lot more in-depth in the actual write-up, but that's all I really want to discuss now. Um, it's, okay. just, it's a great game, and it hit me at the time when I really wanted a game like that. Alright, Ben, I'm going to give you five minutes. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> My game of the year for 2019 is Dragon Quest XI. Yep. Echo, Echoes of Elusive Age Definitive Edition. Yes. Uh, S. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I had n- I'm not a Dragon Quest fan. I didn't know what Dragon Quest was until a friend of mine in who I've known for almost 10 years now talked about it very recently when they were uh, the remix for Dragon Quest Seven and Eight were coming out. And I was curious about them, but it just never pulled the trigger. And then with the release of Dragon Quest XI last year on PS4 and then... I could have bought it several times on PC, didn't. And then the announcement that we were going to get a definitive edition with new uh, stuff in it. And, of course, the 2D mode, which is the ultimate draw, pick, which was the initial draw for me. Um, and little did I know that I, like, uh, how much I would end up loving this game. Like, I, I posted on Twitter, like, I've, I've beaten the game. It's at least the main game. Uh, I'll get to that other stuff in a moment. Uh, but it's a 10 out of 10. Is it the most original story? No. Is it... Does it run well on Switch? Not really. I mean, it does, <laughs> it's consistent in frame rate, but there's some really bad pop-in uh, at points. Mm. Um, you know, is, is it the most beautiful-looking game in the world? No. Is it enjoyable to play? Hell yeah, it is. It's super satisfying. It's... It's... It, like, it, it's... it's The grand, Dragon Quest is the granddaddy. We don't have what we have in RPGs without that first Dragon Quest one back in the 80s. And this... Even though it like it stays true to that in a sense, but it has so many modern conveniences with it. You know, everybody levels up when you when you win a battle. Um, all the characters are are really really fun. Like that again, that is number one crucial for me for an RPG. I have to like or become invested in these people, 
that I'm going to potentially spend a hundred hours with. I have to give a damn. This is how I am. And I did. I did all of them. I love all of them. Um, they're great characters. They're really fun characters. They're kind of tropey, but they're still fun. They're fun in that Star Wars way. Um, like I'm, and, and, you know, Akira Toriyama, you know, who was famous for Dragon Ball. I wish he was famous for this because some of the creature designs in this game are so goofy and fun and sometimes can be outright intimidating in terms of what they are. Um, but one thing I didn't expect for a game like this, because like, and I like, there's like messages of me messaging my uh, friend who's a super, not super hard. He's he loves Dragon Quest, like that's his favorite game, uh, favorite game series, and just messaging him to stuff like, oh, this is happening, and like, what makes this game work is how the story is that it's everything's so happy go lucky, and that 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 perception of nothing can go wrong. We're the heroes. We got this. So when things do go wrong or something happens, it it works. It, 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 it hits you in the gut because you care about what happens or you don't believe anything will bad happen to you. Um, I think it handled the sort of World of Ruin aspect better than Final Fantasy VI did. That's for sure in terms of like, well, all my friends are separated. Now I got to get them back. Uh, it actually works really, really well. Hmm. Um, the combat, while simplistic... Uh, it's customizable to make it how you want to play. You can play it with having moving characters or having other characters face, like, you know, basically do Tails style where they basically perform on a strategy thing on a command. Or you could do it like how I did, which is basically, no, you listen to me, damn it. Um, it's it's it, it's super customizable how you want your characters to play based on what weapons they want. Uh, I don't like crafting in video games. I hate crafting in video games. I find it tedious. It's one of the reasons why I don't like Bloodstained. I hate it. I don't want to grind for things. But you know what I did a lot of in Dragon Quest XI? I crafted. I crafted shit. It, I found materials. I beat enemies and I crafted. I got so many plus three armors, weapons. It's so cool. It's 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 so it's so fun because it's a little mini game where you like create a handball and you get new flourishes that can lower temperature or you can hit something really long. Uh, so you can like intent increase like up to up to its uh like perfect point to where it'll get that plus three ranking, um, and uh, and the post game like I, I don't want to spoil the post game because I know I spoiled some things already. But what they do with the post game is really unique, and I didn't see it coming. Um, Thomas is giving me the wrap up signal, um, <laughs> but like like I'll, I'll tell you this: it made me a Dragon Quest. It's made me a Dragon Quest fan. Like, I want, I asked my friend, are all the games like this in terms of their charm? Because that's what's held me on for so long, is the charm of the world, the charm of the characters, the music, um, everything about it is just so charming. Um, like, and, and like I said, I don't ever do post-game for JRPGs. I, once the credits hit, I usually stop. I, most of the time, I just don't do it. Here I'm doing the post-game stuff. I have a dozen other games I should be playing right now. I'm doing post-game shit where everything's harder now and the enemies hit hard and I already tried to fight a boss that I shouldn't have fought and I got my ass kicked repeatedly so I'm going to go do other things and try to come back stronger. Um, yeah, I I love this game. There, there was it, It's pure perfection in my eyes. And it's, it's sometimes when you're jumping into a new franchise... You never know what to expect, right? You, is it, am I actually going to enjoy this? Am I really going to like this? I don't. I don't know. And that's. I, I was kind of middling with Tales of Vesperia earlier. Like, yeah, I liked it, but I didn't become you know a Tales fan. This game made me fall in love with Dragon Quest, and whatever Dragon Quest Twelve, whenever that comes out, who knows how long that'll be. Um, uh, I, I look forward to it. Uh, but that is why Dragon Quest Eleven, Echoes of Elusive Age, Definitive Edition S. 
is my game of the year for 2019. Just to solidify your point real quick before Thomas starts, uh, my my brother bought that game and like we were going to share it. I don't know if I'm actually going to play it or not at this point, but he 100% completed it before he felt satisfied stopping to pl- stopping playing it. Wow. Like, yeah. He couldn't stop when he beat it. He had to keep it's, going. Yeah, it's... it's yeah, I, I, I understand that. I perfectly understand. I should be playing Ukulele in the Impossible Air, which I've started up. But I just want to go play Dragon. I just want. I want to call into work and just play Dragon Quest. That's how bad it is. I'm not doing that, by the way. But that's how bad it is. I just want. I just want to. Just want to play Dragon Quest. That's I how I feel want, about Destiny, honestly. I, Thomas, I finally understand that little kid in Yakuza Zero. I just want to play Dragon Quest. Mm-hmm. That's all I want to do, and yeah. I'll play Dragon Quest until Xenoblade Chronicles uh, Definitive Edition comes out next year. Yeah. Uh, my number one is Control. Uh, mm. I initially wasn't going to get this game because it was coming out on um, uh, the Epic Game Store. And I w- I'm like, I'm trying to save money, you know, but you know what? To hell with it. Remedy is one of my favorite game studios. Uh, like, I love Down Wake, love Max Payne. Some of my, they're like my top games. Uh, so I figured I'd give Control a try and surprise, surprise, they, they did it again. Um, what I love about this game is that it has it treats itself as its own world. And what I mean by that is like everything has a purpose. Like uh the jargon they use describes uh like um like they have their own specific jargon to what happens in the game. So for instance, when you go into the like the FBI looking place, they call that the oldest house and it's all about parent uh like supernatural stuff, like paranormal stuff. And it's kind of like, uh, like if the X Files all took place inside like an alternate reality dimension. Uh, <laughs> uh, the powers are really good. There's the the uh, being able to like you're, you like I wasn't expecting it, but eventually you're able to just straight up fly in the game. Mm-hmm. Like you can just fly around wherever you want. Uh, I love that it goes into the granular as well as the major. Uh, so, for instance, there, there's a bunch of side quests in the game where you have to go and hunt down all these different uh, objects of power and altered objects, and they all have their own different stories. Um, one of the best ones is uh, is the traffic light, and you basically play red light, green light with it in order to get like get it under control. Uh, it's really fun. And each one of these different objects has its own way of getting to it and getting uh, eventually getting control of it. Um, and that's like the side stuff, which is really good. Um, I can't wait until the DLC comes out, uh, cause everyone's expecting it to be an Alan Wake thing. And that would be amazing because Alan Wake is heavily referenced in the game. Um, the story itself between her, the main character and her brother, uh, all the weird different stuff. There's a, there's a bunch of FMV in this game with, uh, uh, the doctor in it. The, who is actually, the voice of Alan Wake, right? Yes, he is Alan Wake, and also he. <laughs> you can go. You can Google this. I'll probably put this in the show notes. But there's a straight up anime music video about what's happening in the game, <laughs> and he's like on this projector, like while it's going on. It's great. It's it's amazing. I love it. Uh, I really want more from this. Remedy's great. Go play this game. <laughs> it's my number one. Um. So with that, Justin, where can people find you? 
You can find me if you look up Zero Score on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch slash Mixer. Uh, I'm going to start streaming again in the new year. Yeah. So that'll be fun. I'm hoping to do it consistently. Um, also, I'm actually going to put my Game of the Year list out as a video in January. Um, nice. So keep an eye out for that. <laughs> uh, ben. You can follow me on twitter.com slash marvelsegi, where as we head into 2020, you will be hearing me nothing but talk about, but Panzer Dragoon Remake, and Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, and hopefully a Nights in the Dream remake. That is my one wish for 2020. Make it happen, Sega! And you can find me, your host, Thomas, on Twitter, CSG Thomas. Also, we're here at Kane Play Stuff. Uh, we're also on Charshot.com for audio, video, written content. Uh, you can email me, thomas at charshot.com. Please review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Uh, and until then, guys, enjoy your games. Have a good night. Have Play a good Dragon year. Quest Enjoy 11. your game of the years. Games of the year. <laughs> games of the years. Games of the years. <laughs> <laughs>